Welcome, welcome everyone to this week's edition on Startup Couches. On the couch today, we have Ferdinand, a co-founder at Vula Mobile. Um, Ferdinand, welcome today on the couch. Excellent. Thank you very much. And hello to everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening in. Yeah. So I would dive right into the questions um, and I hope you're ready. Yeah, I'm as ready as I can be. So yeah, go for it. Good, good. Um, the very first question is usually, what is Vola Mobile? And can you explain um, what Vola Mobile does in layman's terms so that everyone listening in would understand? Yeah, of course. I think, you know, being able to explain a company in layman's terms is, is very important and helps define the vision and the purpose as well. Um, yeah, so Vila Mobile is a, is a healthcare startup that has won quite a few awards. Uh, we focus specifically on health professionals. Um, we've created a safe and secure communications platform for health professionals to communicate with each other. So we, we focus very much on finding the bottlenecks and the broken links in communication and healthcare and using technology to, to solve those problems. Oh, that's really, really nice. So it's a safe and secure communication platform for health professionals. That's right. Okay. So um, I'm really curious. How did this journey at Vla Mobile? How did it all start? Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting one. Uh, you know, it's a, a brainchild of Dr. William Upham. Uh, he was a rural doctor in South Africa in the Eastern Cape. Um, and and one of the big challenges health professionals have in South Africa is they get sent into rural areas to work right after graduation. Um, yes. So a, doc- a, a doctor's training is with five or six years um, and then they go sent into a hospital where there's no other support for them and they're expected to make life or death decisions. Um, so I know my, my wife's a doctor as well. Um, she's She's been sent out into one of these areas as well as, as did all her, uh, her colleagues. Um, okay. And uh, quite a few of them know of, of instances where they made bad decisions that had severe consequences for patients. Um, and this is a lot of pressure being put on graduates. Imagine, you know, studying engineering or computer science or something and then being expected to be the CTO of the company in your first in your first, in your year. first that's, year. That's <laughs> that's that's the pressure that's being put on doctors. And so what Dr. Williams saw is this this is really a problem. He saw a patient coming to him that had eye problems. Um, and he didn't know what to do with this patient because you you know you don't you, you don't specialize in any speciality with, with just undergrad degree so he didn't know how to treat this patient and he didn't know who to reach out to um so he sort of figured out what to do and he said listen i can't help you but um i'll write you with my hand a referral note saying you know this is a note you can take to the specialist hospital which is about a four hour drive away um, you know, take a taxi, organize for the family to take you there, and they'll be able to help you. And um, so he 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 left that village. You know, he was he was doing his training there, uh, Dr. William Upham. Uh, he left and he went to specialize in the eye speciality. Uh, he went back to that same area again seven years later, um, oh. and that very that very same patient heard there's a specialist in his area in his village. So he came with that same referral note that he kept for seven years, and he oh, wow. brought it to him saying. Can you please treat me now? Uh, unfortunately, by that time, the patient did go blind in the one eye that could have been treated. Um, and what Dr. William Upham recognized as well is he actually had the treatment in the clinic that could have treated the patient if only could, he could have gotten hold of a specialist to help and give advice on what to do wow. with the patient. Wow. And this, this is a this is a reality in South Africa. This is a reality across Africa. 
Um, and what we did at Villa is we said, you know, how can we build a, a product or a technology that can bridge that gap, that can that connect these doctors in rural areas with the specialists that's on call for them to give them the advice they need. And that's the, that's the origin of, of Villa Mobile. Mm, I see. I see. That's actually a very touching um, story about the eye patient. Uh, hello? Hi. Yes, no, it's, um, you know, we do a lot of social good. We, we're no longer just the eye speciality. Uh, we are now across more than 50 specialities on our platform. Uh, we've recently passed uh, 450,000 referrals on Vila. So those are 450 patients that have been treated, you know, some of them in similar conditions to this patient. Um, so yeah, we've really grown, we've grown from, from the humble beginnings. Oh, wow. That's actually, that's actually an um, inspiring story. Um, and this is definitely very, very impactful as I could just tell. Um, um, I could also hear your dog in the background. Yes, apologies for that. Uh, this is part of working from home. Um, he gets upset every now and again if there's somebody walking past the gate. So, yeah, apologies for the barking. Um, oh, 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 that's all right. That's all right. Um, so, in 2019, your team raised almost $100,000 to expand operations and core product offerings. How has that been? How has that journey been? How has it, you know, affected the vision, which is to make sure that health professionals have um, enough support for wherever they are in like situations like this. So how, how has the funding helped in that journey? Yes, I think, you know, money uh, is important in, in any sort of venture that you want to undertake and have big impact. Um, you know, for us to be sustainable, it's a very important part of what we do. Um, so it's good to be focused on social impact and, and wanting to make a difference, but it's equally important to think about how can you make this in a sustainable way? Um, so and that's that's been the heart of, of Villa since since the start. Um, we didn't we didn't found the NGO. We founded a you know, for-profit company because we believe okay. that it's important for us to you know, be able to stand our own legs, create our own revenue, so that we can make the impact we believe we need to. Um, so yeah, uh, Villa uh, joined a partnership with Sanofi, a French-based pharmaceutical. Um, and they believe in social good and in making a difference in, in healthcare across the globe. And, and specifically, they were very uh, impressed by what Villa is doing in South Africa. Um, and they gave us a bit of a, a cash injection to help, uh, to help us steer our own uh, sort of future, uh, specifically bringing our own team in-house. It also enabled me to join Villa full-time and become a co-founder. Um, so gave us enough capital to, okay. to start doing that and for us to build a team and a platform and a company um, that can you know be appealing for further investment as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really amazing. Um, what has been, I mean, the, the very first story you told me about the eye patient really, really just got to me. Uh, but what has, you know, been your proudest moment of impact throughout this journey so far? Yes, it is. Uh, it's definitely a, you know, people often ask, you know, what, what keeps you up at night. Um, but I always say with Villa Mobile, it's more about what gets you up in the morning. Um, every day, you know, we know that we are making impact on patients, on people that really need help. Um, and that, that's a really feel good thing that, 
it helps you know helps enjoy enjoy the work um so for me there's there's been a lot of sort of great uh, impactful moments in in villa um so you know we don't just want to do socially good in, in healthcare but we want to be a socially good company as well um so we built i built the the team from scratch in a very diverse way you know, we keep our gender balance uh, to as close to equal as possible we focus a lot on hiring local talent that represents uh the, the whole South Africa. Um, you know, I've, I've looked at from a technical point of view, re-architecting the way we approach things, helping us being able to integrate with international IT systems and so forth, and you know, reworking our software development processes. All these things have been impactful moments for me, and you know, my, as my role in the company. Um, but I, I think the biggest impact is is being able to treat more patients. Um, so we've, we've gone from a couple of hundred thousand referrals per day to uh, more than a thousand referrals per day now um, and that's oh, wow. due to due to a lot of factors i mean it's one bringing the right people on board to help uh, to help with you know getting more people to to use villa um it's been about you know improving operational flow it's been about uh, improving the product um so that it fits for more more use cases and more specialities across South Africa. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. And that's really, really, you know, impactful. The people, you know, and I think mm. um, on the startup couch, we have, you know, seen a lot of people building amazing products. And one thing that stands out is the people, the team. The team is really, really so important. That's something yeah. I have found in this journey, just talking to people like you. I found that the team is really important. So it's really nice that you, you know, um, you know, see that as a proudest or one of the proudest moments you know mm. um in this journey yeah um, yeah, I question... yeah i think i just yeah. add on sorry just to add on to that it's you know it's, it's nice to build products and technology but i think the thing that stays with us and you know the legacy we leave is, is the difference we make in people's lives um so in anything we do i think if that's the measure um it should be it should be rewarding for for us as entrepreneurs as well yeah yeah yeah, totally agree with that. Um, so it feels like this is a very, very deep conversation, and I just keep going deep with the questions. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, so my next question is, um, what are the two most important lessons you have learned on this job? You know, um, as a co-founder. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. When you know, ask that question, you know, I, I think any uh, co-founder and entrepreneur would say uh, there are many lessons you learn on a daily, if not weekly, basis. Right? There's there's just so many things that you don't know about yourself or uh, about the people that work with you or the industry or you know, there's there's so many unknowns that dependent on how things align that week or don't align that week um, teaches you new, le- new lessons of life. Right? Um, I think that's part of the the almost addiction of, of running a startup is the uh, having that hope versus fear of challenge on a very constant basis you know is this going to work is this not going to work i think it's going to be great because everything's coming in line i know wait all these things have fallen apart now we get to start all over again so i, I think that's all part of the fun of of, of, of starting and running a, a startup um but I, you know when you ask this question i sort of think about the, like well, what are things that that i think people should know beforehand um and and lessons that have been important to me as well um has, yeah. been, has been you know building the right product uh is very hard um and and it goes far beyond uh, beyond technical capabilities right so you can build a technically strong team or you, you, personally i can think i know technology really well 
um, but that doesn't necessarily help you to build the right product. And when I say right product, is you know, is it product market fit? Is it something people can use? Um, is it addressing the, the core issue? Is it scalable in terms of the product itself? Can we add more users to it eventually? Have we considered sort of all the edge cases our users would use this in and how they would interpret using this? So there's a lot of like unknowns like that that takes a lot of uh, a lot of drive and a lot of curiosity uh, to spend with your users to spend in your in your uh, sort of industry or market to to understand what would work really well. Um, I've, I've got the uh, distinct advantage in, in the healthcare that my wife is a, a medical doctor as well. So it helps me to just bounce off ideas of her, you know, in our house, which really helps. But yeah, I think that's an important lesson for me is, you know, technology is not necessarily the solver for healthcare. Um, so there's a lot of healthcare startups at the moment with a lot of sort of tech heavy focus. Um, and doctors typically don't pick up those solutions. And this is uh, you know, uh, often a question, again, a philosophical question around why why do those products not succeed um and i personally believe it has a lot to do with you have to listen to the doctors you have to listen to healthcare professionals in general you have to be in the hospitals they work in you have to realize that even though they're in a city um their department is three floors down in a basement they don't have an internet reception right these are real problems uh people have on the ground that we don't as technologists don't always think about on on a daily basis in, in the comfort of our offices yeah. so yeah, so I think there's, there's a big challenge and it's very important to go out there and, and build something that health professionals want to use and can use and not necessarily just the latest technology. Um, so that, that's been the one lesson. Um, the other lesson, um, yeah, there's a few that I've played around with, but I, I, I think the important one to discuss is, is discipline. <laughs> Um, so there's there's a lot of good ideas. Um, you know, we every every week we come up with another great idea of how we can solve um, healthcare. Um, but it's about discipline and it's about prioritizing and it's about saying we believe trusting our system or our system of prioritizing work um, and then being able to execute on that well and execute things to the end, right? Make sure that we do it properly. Um, so those two elements of being able to prioritize and execute, um, I think is vital to the success of a startup. Right? You get your first idea that's successful, but then you need to extend from that idea. And then it's very important to not go in all directions at the same time, um, but to but to keep, uh, pick the key areas you want to focus on, prioritize the projects in those areas, and then have a, have a process and a team that can execute on that really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um, building the right product is really hard. I really agree with you. And there's way more to that than just technical capabilities. Mm. And just focusing on like the intersection with your team um, and just how people are an integral part of the solution, especially in the healthcare space is very, very important, right? So these are actually really, really, I would say really, really important lessons. My last question is, what is the next big milestone you're looking forward to at Villa Mobile at this stage? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's it's come from nothing to what it is today, which has already been a Um, and if we take sort of, you know, the progress so far and look at the stars, look at where we, we might yeah. end up, um, you know, we, we really want Villa to become the preferred communications platform for health professionals across the globe. Um, we, we take security very seriously. We look at like conditions of your workers working, uh, working and we've created sort of tools and ways of communicating that, that fits in there really well. 
Um, so we are HIPAA compliant, you know, we are uh, South African uh, data protection, privacy compliant, property compliant, and we're working towards our ISO certification. We've, we've got a full-time compliance officer in our company that makes sure we you know, address any other concerns we might have. Um, so we, we really take like this, you know, safe and secure communications platform very seriously and it's very bespoke to communication from health professionals. Um, so we'd love to see the success we've had in South Africa uh, going across the border into the rest of Africa and also even beyond that as well. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like um, a strong vision and I'm personally also looking <laughs> forward to that also. Um, and excellent yeah. and and on this note i would like to say thank you so much Ferdinand, for coming and sitting on the couch today thank you for sharing your story and insights you know within the health tech space and for everyone listening in i would like to say if you're a doctor if you have a hospital if you work at a hospital and you do not currently use Vola Mobile. I think you are doing the wrong thing and you should, you know, think about getting on the platform because um it promises how it, it promises you great service, safe and secure communication, a platform that you could use for all your health professionals in your team at the hospital, um for you that just live in school as a medical doctor, as a healthcare professional. So I think this product is a must use and I hope you listen in and I hope you, um, you know, start to adopt this product. And, you know, for everyone, um, this has been a wonderful conversation on today's episode of Startup Couches. Thank you so much, Ferdinand, for being here. And to everyone listening in, um, make sure you subscribe, make sure you stay tuned for all other episodes that are coming your way week on week. Um, you already know on the Startup Couches, all we do is bring you um, amazing people building great solutions that are solving very big problems in our societies and communities. And so until next time, see ya.